And then for a while, as most chronics, it could be fibro, it could be, uh, well, certainly with Lyme, you always ask the big question, how, when, why, how come me? How did mm-hmm. that happen? And again, 15 years ago, it was less prevalent in the country. Um, but shortly afterwards, it becomes less important why you have it. It's mostly how you deal with it. Welcome to Vibrant Potential. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Frickman. Many people struggling with chronic pain, inflammation, and other chronic symptoms and disease have an incredibly long and harrowing journey trying to find answers to what sometimes it seems no one can tell them. What's wrong with me? Because everyone is an individual and everybody is different, I can't tell you through a podcast what's wrong with you or your loved one. However, there are several good places to start digging. The fundamentals I like to discuss with my clients and patients are something I borrowed from Dr. Bob Rakowski, who I interviewed in episode 7 of this podcast. He calls them the Magnificent Seven. Eat right, drink right, move right, poop right, sleep right, think right, and talk right. These fundamentals are where you should probably be spending the majority of your time tweaking, whether you're struggling with a chronic condition or whether you're a professional athlete. They are the fundamentals because they are important to everyone. Once you and your doctor feel these fundamentals are well attended to, there are some very good places to look if things are still not where you want them to be regarding any area of your health. Today's guest, Robbie Besner, has made it his life's work to find innovative strategies to speed the clearance of toxins from our bodies. In today's episode, Robbie starts by sharing his daughter's story of getting Lyme's disease and how he and his wife have developed technologies to help heal their daughter. And now, fast forward 15 years, they have several cutting-edge technologies that are at various stages of FDA clearance, so now you can benefit from these strategies as well. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you find yourself having questions about your own healing journey, whether you're wondering about one of these technologies we discuss here, or whether you just want someone that can help you peel back the layers of the onion in regards to your own health, I'd love to meet you. Visit my website, www.vibrantpotential.com. On the front page, you can scroll down, fill out your name, your email, and what you'd like to talk to me about. It's important to me to get people answers. I can't always do them for free, but I do my best to offer free consultations and sometimes even full coaching sessions. So if you're looking for answers to your current health challenges, fill that form out and I promise to get back to you within a day. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome to Vibrant Potential. We provide you with everything you need to know to overcome stress, fatigue, and chronic health challenges, as well as optimizing your performance in fitness, relationship, and business. We use integrative health solutions and functional medicine strategies, including brain-based approaches, inspired fitness tips, emotional intelligence coaching, and spiritual growth techniques, so you can live the life you want, connect deeply with others, and fulfill your vibrant potential. Your host is functional medicine expert, genetic biohacker, and triathlon coach, Dr. Chris Frickman.
Okay, so I am here in. Gosh, is this this isn't West Palm Beach. This is uh, Boca Raton. That's correct. Boca All right, Raton, Florida. Sunny Boca Raton, Florida. It is sunny. I can verify that. So um, I'm actually down here doing some clinical rotations. Some of you guys know that I'm in. I'm pursuing a nurse practitioner license right now. So um, I was down here doing some schooling for that. I was introduced to Robbie, and we have been talking. Uh, on the phone and via email and stuff. And so uh, we arranged today to be able to talk in person. Man, I got here about, geez, two or two two hours at least, maybe two and a half hours ago. I'm like a kid at a candy store here. I'm having a ton of fun. He's researching infrared frequencies and different light frequencies that do different things. Some of it's public and some of it's still uh, private stuff he's working on, but I can tell you it's really cool stuff. Um, And he also has all kinds of information about other healing modalities too, like negative ions and promoting cation exchange in the body and those things. So um, to most people, that's going to sound a little bit like gibberish, but uh, we are going to break it down a little bit for you today. So Robbie, thanks so much for being here. I was hoping that you could start off by telling us a little bit about how did you get interested in this stuff? I mean, this is great healing that's happening here in Boca Raton, and you're also getting this out to doctors. And how did you first get interested in this? Well, um, I guess in a way it came through some research, but um, the unfortunate side of the story was that um, we were searching, my wife and I were are both um, homeopaths or naturopaths in a way. We look at the world looking f- f- to try to find natural resources to try to keep the body strong. Um, and we were immersed in the healthcare community through um, a um, consulting business that we started to help healthcare providers uh, here in South Florida. And then about 15 years ago, my oldest child, my daughter, contracted Lyme disease. And uh, now it's a little bit more, getting a little bit more press. Uh, but way back when, 15 years ago, it was hardly understood. And certainly just in terms of the country, not very popular in the south part of the U.S. It was mostly Lyme, Connecticut, the tri-county area around northern northeast um, so when we discovered by chance that she actually got contracted Lyme disease, we then were seeking um, the most modern methods to try to help her with her manage her own health challenge. So I'm going to just um, interject here. And for our listeners, I actually know the answer to this, but I just want people to know, can't people just take antibiotics if they have, if they have Lyme? Yes, in fact... Um, the many of the allopaths, the Lyme literate MDs, will suggest various different combinations, cocktails, if you would, of antibiotics to try to knock the um, and control the disease. If you catch it early enough, and generally that's within the first 15 to 20 days, maybe as much as 30 days, there's a very strong chance that you can actually knock it out and it never will advance in your body. Yep. But there's a there's a whole school of thought to that, um, and you know you have to s- be lucky enough to catch the tick. I mean, if you're an outdoorsman, maybe it's a common thing that you're always looking to see if there's a deer tick or something like that on you. Um, and then if you get 
possibly bitten by that tick and the tick does have Lyme infection or co-infections, then um, some of the adverse reactions the body has is creates what's called a bullseye rash. Yep. So if you can see that rash, if you notice the tick bite, if you see that rash and you're lucky enough to be Lyme literate, then you can take this, an antibiotic, erythromycin is one of them, generally a penicillin derivative drug, um, and then knock it out before it advances. And yay, you know, like you're one of the happy uh, success stories. Right. Most people aren't that fortunate. They don't see it. They don't notice it. And then... Not everybody gets the bullseye. Yeah, some people don't. Because their immune systems are strong enough to fight off, and yet they're still infected. It just hasn't become symptomatic and it could lay dormant in effect um, in your body for years 10 years 15 years if you're young it's you know likely to stay for a while and then all of a sudden you get a little older and your body's immune system is compromised either by a physical event or could be emotional event enough to just create that tipping point where the disease will advance to become symptomatic and then uh then the rest is an uphill battle to try to stay on top of it. Right. And there's not a lot that the medical community can do for what they call chronic Lyme. And it is a challenge. It's becoming Mm -hmm. a lot more in the forefront or in the press these days. We discovered it with my daughter because as an adolescent, she had what's called endometriosis, and we were treating that. And we were, we removed the surgical implants and we were told by the practitioners with this particular um, method that uh, within a few months she would heal and never be in pain and she was, she healed but she still was in the same and higher amounts of abdominal pain. And then we were told by the surgical center, have you ever tested your daughter for Lyme disease? Because 95% of the women that have this, um, have this problem with endo, um, also have Lyme disease. And really? Of course, yeah, it's some crazy stat, but you know, the world is filled with those stats. So yeah. anyway, um, we then had her tested and of course she tests positive. Um, and then for a while, as most chronics, it could be fibro, it could be, uh, well, certainly with Lyme, you always ask the big question, how, when, why, how come me, how did mm-hmm. that happen? And again, 15 years ago, it was less prevalent in the country. Um, but shortly afterwards, it becomes less important why you have it. It's mostly how you deal with it. And yeah. in studying the lack of information that was available and also the amount of specialists that were um, available in the pool of Lyme literate doctors out there, quickly um, to my wife and I, it became obvious that to try to find the best method, the best road that would lead to Rome, was, isn't really our job. Our job and what we chose to focus on was the secondary condition, which often accompanies most chronic ailments, and that's high levels of toxicity. So whether that's from the Lyme disease itself while it's living and when you kill some of it and it's dying, which gives off um, neurotoxins and the dead disease itself inside of you becomes a toxin, but also some of the medications you take have toxic side effects and not to mention environmental um, conditions that add toxins. And all of that becomes somewhat sludge to the body or creates a cesspool inside of you that um, puts way much burden on the organs designed to pull these poisons out of you and keep you strong, healthy, and vital. 
And that's the the symptom that most chronics talk about is that they lose their vitality, they lose their strength, they lose their energy. Some what do you mean by are, chronics? Well, any any condition that's beyond the acute phase is what would cons- be considered a chronic, meaning that let's say you first contract a disease and you're asymptomatic or you have some symptoms, but they're not prolonged. The body... Um, uh, <clears throat> somewhat rejects it, tries to fight it off, but then at some point it it realizes this is here to stay for a while. That's when you move to chronic. And at that point, the body just tries to regulate somehow to manage this Mitigate new, the damage. The new bar that the disease or the affliction or the health challenge has created. Mm-hmm. It, could be, it could be um, a physical injury like a broken bone that that we could be discussing. But in this case... We're talking about Lyme disease or cancer or fibromyalgia or chronic fatigue. Any of these conditions are just prolonged states of a imbalance in your health somehow that the body is fighting or struggling to try to correct itself somehow. And in doing so, it actually just recalibrates in a way um, to now embrace the new definition of your condition. And... Um, it's uh, it's a challenge. We our hearts pour out to and empathize with all the families that have these um, situations because it changes the dynamic of the family. Oh, but absolutely. Back to us. Yeah. Um, we stop thinking about the how, the where, the when, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. The big questions, you know, and started focusing on being proactive with just searching out for the best and most efficient way to help my daughter regulate her toxicity levels. Right. Because we felt that if the doctors did what they did best and helped with whatever road or method or procedure or philosophy in managing the Lyme side of the equation, yep. um, and we just dealt with the toxicity side mm-hmm. of the equation, then I think that we had a winning formula. Um, and uh, so... We researched toxicity. We discovered uh, IV chelation, which you know is invasive. We're actually creating a uh, puncture in your skin. We're creating a, a portal, a, a way that bacteria can get in, which we didn't find to be our number one choice, but certainly is available and is effective. Not a big deal for a lot of people to get an IV puncture, but for some people that are chronically have an immune compromise, that might not always be a great option. Sure. And... Again, it's tipping the scale back to the bad boys that are inside of you that are trying to take advantage of your natural strength. So if you're compromising your strength by creating a a puncture of some kind or Mm -hmm. a wound, Mm -hmm. the body's got to heal that wound. So it's drawing energy to heal that wound. And um, But the good side is that you have an opportunity then to actually filter out some of the... um, poisons that either the environment, the side effects of medications, and certainly the dead disease or the neurotoxins that a Lyme will create, it helps you keep even keel. So you have the IV approach, or you have the less invasive, which would be either a supplement or something that's uh, either pharmaceutical or um, a natural supplement that is a chemically-based purging or detox effect. Um, some on a cellular level, some on an organ level. Uh, but there are various different 
um, products that are available in the market even today that are very effective in doing that. Um, and so we saw those. And then further research, we stumbled upon the natural healing effects of infrared spectrum or the infrared frequencies that are a segment of the electromagnetic frequencies that are um, brought to us from the sun, sun's rays. Yes, uh, and we could have, oh man, I mean, not just a whole podcast, but a whole series of podcasts just about Lyme disease. So we're actually, um, thank you so much for sharing some of your story and, and you can continue, but I just want to say this is what we're really going to focus on for the bulk of this interview, this hour. We're going to be talking about this this kind of technology that you stumbled into because of Julia's issue, but um, it's not just for Lyme, actually. Is that no, correct? No, no, no. I mean... When we found infrared and realized this was the technology, then we had the next challenge, which what products were available in the marketplace that had infrared that the consumer could buy. Because 15 years ago, mostly it was used by sports doctors to help athletes heal faster to get back on the field. At like a professional level. It's not really available at... Uh, no, it wasn't. Then. Dick's Sporting Goods no, or something. <laughs> of course not. So... Um, so that left us with me personally, or us as a family, to um, actually invent and create, which I spent a fair amount of time to develop products or applications that my daughter could use to help herself with infrared frequencies. And shortly into that, we realized she wasn't alone, not just from the Lyme aspect, but just people in general um, could get a benefit from the healing effects of infrared frequencies um so that was the genesis of this company um and the advancements we have 17 different applications uh the last two years i've researched not only the applications but creating protocols and the proper applications and pairing of infrared technology to augment enhance improve the efficacy of most health approaches nutritional pain relief weight loss there's a lot of applications but 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 on the detox side as the world turns as we've advanced it's the environment's just gotten more toxic where we've got pollution in air we've got pollution in the water the soils are are somewhat tainted depleted yeah and genetically the, modified foods yeah we've got yeah we got a lot of that so there are benefits to all this but our bodies are biofilters. We're taking the bad air and we're filtering it through our organs. The organs are getting cluttered with and becoming less efficient. And I think what happens is um, it's, it's allowing our genetic dispositions to surface at a much earlier age. Some of us are getting diseased. Youngsters are getting cancers. The rates are going are enormous in all these different areas because the environmental changes, this levels of toxicity are rising to a, a point where the, our bodies can't hold, can't maintain anymore the way they used to, at least a healthy, vibrant state. Um, so infrared frequency, sun extraction of sun energy. In fact, Dr. Oz in, on the Oprah show before he went on his own did a one-hour segment on infrared sauna, and he said that infrared frequency and infrared sauna is the best natural detox device that you can buy or utilize this technology. And that perked the interest of the general public. Um, our company 
was are so, sort of pioneers in infrared technology and applications and were one of the first in the U.S. to bring this kind of technology to mainstream, to the consumer at an affordable price that they can actually bring this technology to their households, to their loved ones, and, and, uh, and utilize it to improve their health and wellness. That's awesome. I'm going to direct us back to infrared in, in a moment, but I just want to ask because you were talking about, uh, you know, the genetically modified foods and the, the, the sort of the more quote unquote advanced that we get as a civilization in terms of, I mean, so many things, technology and medicine and all this stuff. There's, there's, there's benefits to, to all of it. There's reasons that people are doing it. Some of it's economical, blah, blah, blah. But, but there are advantages in different ways. I wonder if you could talk about grounding. And I want to just sort of preface what you say by, by saying that I think mostly people think about grounding as this thing that like yogis do or something like that, or, you know, maybe a Qigong practitioner or something would do. A lot of people have like an idea that it's sort of like this airy fairy thing. It's not like a, it's not really a real thing. Grounding. What is that? I'm hoping that you can just touch on like the sort of the science of it, like the Schumann wave and the, you know, what is it like? How is it that we're, we really are connected with the earth and like just a little bit of that? Okay. Well, simply put, we're becoming less connected to the earth. We're wearing clothes, wearing shoes. We don't really touch the earth anymore. We're insulated in a way. Rubber soles insulate us from actually getting or, or the body receiving the frequencies of the earth. Mm. Um, most of us, because of our work environments or living environments, the body strives to be homo- homostasis or to be actually at equilibrium. We need a charge in our body in order for the, um, the nervous system to actually communicate the uh, messages from our brain throughout our nerve endings to our muscles and organs to work properly. Yep. Um, but our environment, the air handlers, the fluorescent lights that we have in our offices, these all generate positive charges. And the body receives that charge and it throws off, off our balance, our electrical balance. The a, lot, a lot of the inside, too, a lot of the, you know, you said positively charged ions, uh, that's, we call it cations, correct. right? And uh, we produce a lot of those in our body, too. Like a lot of the toxins that we produce inside of our own body as part of like uh, just our own metabolism. Like, uh, so we're kind of getting bombarded from the inside and the outside. Correct. So it's safe to say that most of us carry a positive charge. Mm-hmm. Looking to, in a way, bring the earth negative charge to balance us out. Okay. It can be done as simply as kicking your shoes off and walking on the grass, actually touching the ground, or down in Florida, going to the beach and feeling the sand under your feet. That brings the earth charge. Yep. I don't want to be corny about this, but I always say when I teach um, that uh, you can go hug an oak tree or a palm tree here in Florida. And why is that? Because the p- roots of those trees are in the ground, and it's bringing that earth charge up the trunk of the tree. And by holding on to that tree, you're actually grounding yourself. So there's a lot of technology out here that's there that's called grounding technology or earthing. And really all that is is just bringing that earth charge in, up into the room or into your mattress or into your floor so that once again, you can receive that into the body and create that equal charge. Um, oftentimes, when I'm teaching at Hippocrates, 
I'll uh, ask the group. I'll say, hey, you know, the owner of the place isn't here right now. I just want a show of hands. How many of us sing in the shower? And uh, everyone starts laughing. And yeah. occasionally I get a brave man that will raise his hand. A lot of women <laughs> always say. And I, then I'll ask the question, why is it, Chris, do you sing in the shower? And then I get all kinds of great answers. Um, but the answer that I search for that I sometimes get is because I feel happy. Yeah. And the reason why you feel happy is because when that water is coming through the faucet, mm -hmm. when it's coming through your shower head, the friction of the water coming through the shower head emulates a waterfall, emulates what happens when the water droplets come through the atmosphere during a rain. Mm -hmm. The friction of the atmosphere frees up those electrons. And so in the small little chamber of that shower stall, it's abundance amount of negative ions. Again, accomplish, accomplishing that balancing of the charge in your body, creating a sense of well-being, a calmness, a sense of euphoria. You're happy and you sing. Yeah, so, yeah. Now, yeah, and a lot of people have, I mean, it again, it does, I, I just have to say it because I, I, I know that there's some people thinking this as they're listening to this, that, I mean, you just were talking about literally hugging trees, like, oh boy, tree hugger. <laughs> but I mean, anybody that's walked on the beach. You get that sense of serenity. You no feel good. Oh, you yeah. feel good. I mean, that's it's, it. and you know, you know it. Man, I have so many memories. Uh, when my, when my girls were younger, I have three daughters. And especially when they were younger, um, I have to admit, I haven't done it as much lately. And I guess I don't have a good reason for it, actually. I'll have to make a point. But we used to go out in the rain all the time. Like, like in the summer, it'd be like, be careful of lightning, all that stuff. But I mean, we're outside. It's like pouring rain and we're having a blast out there. And holy smokes, you feel good. Right. So now you know the physics behind the feel good. Right. Whereas before, you know, it's just that visceral response. There actually is a lot of science behind this. Yeah. And yeah. when you listen to your body, it does. I mean, you get real answers, too. Right. But it's cool that there's science there, too. Yeah. So what we have done here is we essentially marry the, the synergies or the um, health effects of combining both the negative ion or the earthing effect with the infrared to create a really incredible healing experience um, with, within the doctrines, or we call them the pillars um, that are the principles behind our, our product line here. And how, how, do you, how do you transfer negative ions to people? So, we're, so you, were, you described how we have like so many positively charged ions. Um, and then you said the negatively charged ions, uh, water moving through air like a waterfall or rain or, or even a shower head can, can promote some of that, those negative ions, which can kind of bring us back to balance, so to speak. So do you just promote that idea of like just go in the shower and just... Well, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> but in terms of our products, um, there are earth stones. There are actually earth elements that create negative ions. And... Um, I've been fortunate because I've been invited to many healing places and we didn't have a chance to talk about this earlier, but about five years ago, I was invited to a interior town. There are five places on earth called longevity towns that people actually live the longest. Um, the average lifespan is 105 degree, 105 years. I met a woman that was 117 years old. Wow. Where was it? Interior of China. There's three of these longevity towns in China, and then one in South America. Um, and then there's one, I forget the other location. Um, but I went and visited two on this trip. 
I brought some scientific instruments with me. Um, we had some uh, testings that we were doing along the way. And what I discovered, to make a long story short, yeah, was that this little town, this village was built on a mountain of tourmaline, a very special um, stone, earth oh. stone. And when I measured the degree of negative ion in the air of this town, it was 20,000 times greater than normal air. What? So to give you, oh yeah, it was, it, it virtually was off the chart, digital chart on my, on my air handler that I brought with me. Um, to give you a way to calibrate that, a beach might have, beachfront might have 700 to 1,000 times more negative ions or a waterfall might have 1,500 to 2,000 times. So this was 20 times greater than these other natural events. Wow. So I attribute the um, longevity mm -hmm. because there was air pollution there, Chris. There was water pollution. There were, it was like the Industrial Revolution. I, we drove past factories with smokestacks. So you have air, water, soil pollution. 39% um, of the people that live in this village smoke cigars or some kind of tobacco huh. yet they live to 105 like on it average gravity it, all things that we know for common sense and the only thing that i could draw scientifically um was the abundance of negative ions that were present in this village so of course what we've done is we mine our tourmaline that we use that stone we mine that stone and we, from this particular area, and we bring it here and we employ it in a bunch of our different devices we make purposefully so that we can enhance the body. We can bathe the body in not only infrared frequency, but also uh, the negative ions. That's huh. how strongly we feel about it. Wow. So there's a different level of negative ions available from tourmaline versus your shower head. Yes, that's okay. correct. Got it. Okay. Wow, that's fascinating. So let's get back to IR. Um, so we, you know, we we came into the story with with your story of yeah. I, I love that this whole thing started uh, as a family. You know, I I think that's powerful, and it shows like a good intention. You know, it started from a good place, and um, but so we were talking about how it could you developed it for Lyme. Not a not a treatment for Lyme, well, but to help the help the organism, right? In in this case, your daughter, to uh, to be as healthy as possible, so that she could deal with the Lyme. Am I saying that accurately? Yeah, that's, that's good. I want to spend a minute and just kind of explain to the audience how it works. Okay, absolutely. Because everyone's you know they see it or they hear it or they read about it, and it's got some following now. Infrared technology therapies have yeah. some following. How does it work? What makes, what's the real mechanism? And yeah, it's absolutely. A, it's a wavelength. It's a frequency. Okay. And it turns out that the body, all the organs in our body, the water in our body, if you hydrate, if you drink a fair amount of water, you might have, you might be 70, 70 to 75% water. Your brain is about 81% water. Your cell is almost 98% water. So water is a big part of the equation. It turns out, that 9.6 nanometers of infrared frequency within the infrared frequency range is the harmonic of water. So when your body is surrounded with an infrared frequency, it's actually harmonizing 
with the water inside of you. So now why is that important? Because that harmonizing actually allows the frequency to penetrate seamlessly into the body. It looks to warehouse, it looks to, it gravitates to the densest parts of your body, which is your muscle mass or your organ tissue. Mm -hmm. So now you've got this frequency drawn to these dense properties. It it harmonizes. It starts to resonate. It's called bioresonance, which is like a vibration. That vibration generates a heat. So now I've got a natural event, natural light frequency that's coming into the body. It's not being, you know, underneath your skin, you have a layer of fat. That's an insulating layer of fat that protects your inside from extreme cold or extreme heat. Mm -hmm. So other kinds of heat, like a hot rock sauna or a traditional heating pad, that uses convectional heat. So that means it's tactile. It's on the surface of your skin, and it's got to be elevated at a very high temperature and kept on the body for a long period of time for it to penetrate through that insulating layer of fat. Got it. Contra- contrary, infrared frequency is a radiant type of heat, mm-hmm. and it penetrates seamlessly through that layer of fat mm. because it's actually resonating with the water in the fat molecule, which is probably 80 or 90% of that fat molecule is water. So it's penetrating directly into the body. And then it starts warming up the organ and warming up the... Um, The muscle mass, those are the most vascular parts of your body. And you probably know this from your physiology classes that when a a vessel gets warmed up, it naturally will start to dilate. So now if I'm dilating a vessel by this natural bioresonant heat, it's creating a bigger or better pathway for the blood to pass through, hence improving circulation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Heat generally always does that and and partly that's that's why we get that redness like if you have any kind of hot pack on your skin for whatever 5 10 15 minutes you take it off it's going to be kind of flushed right like there's going to be flushing there and there's more the blood vessels at the surface of the skin are dilated and the circulation is improved but you're saying that infrared or this radiant heat actually does that deeper too correct instead of just right on the skin yeah so based on your particular makeup and everybody's bodies are a little different so based on your bmi it can penetrate two to three inches into the body and it it stays with you this frequency will actually hold in the muscle and you know many people that work out they probably have heard the term of afterburn meaning you're on the treadmill and you're warming up and you're increasing your circulation through the warming up, then you step off that treadmill while your metabolism is still at accelerated pace. And that is because the muscles are warm, your tissues, your connective tissues are warm. The vessels that surround those areas are warmed vicariously. And because they're warm, they're dilated. And as long as they're dilated, they're, they're allowed to um, pass um, blood at a less encumbered rate, meaning that your metabolic rate is enhanced and maybe somewhere between 10 and 15% greater than if you were just cold or not working out, not warm. So infrared frequency actually does that just through the, um, through the natural uh, event of the wavelength coming in. Um, the, uh, the most of the modern science on infrared will tell you that the in frequencies stay in the muscle for somewhere like uh, one to one and a half times longer than the treatment. So what that means is if you have a healing pad or you go on infrared sauna for an hour, those frequencies will store in your muscles for 
something like an hour to an hour after your treatment, as opposed to tactile heat, that kinds of skin surface. Once you take that heating pad off of you, then the therapy is gone. The treatment is over. Right. Infrared is actually stays with you longer, which is interesting, you know. But increased circulation is a great place to start in terms of physiological change because if you're if you're eating clean and you're or you're taking diet uh, dietary supplements, or if you are taking medications and you're moving more circulation around, ten to fifteen percent greater rate then you're exposing your tissues, your absorption rate goes up, your possibilities of, of, um, of you holding and actually retaining any of this active conscious effort to try to improve your health one way or another is going to be improved with the uh, increased metabolic rate. Circulation. Also, oh, yeah, go ahead. That's big. Um, also, infrared frequency generates the natural release of nitric oxide in the mm. body. And that See, that's a big a, one. That's a vasodilator, too. Mm-hmm. So both of those events are key. Um, improved circulation generally means improved oxygenation. Um, so now we're moving more blood around. We've got a higher absorption rate, and we're also bringing more oxygen to the tissues. That's These are all things that are elements in the most modern um, medicine approaches to help fight off disease. If we can bring more oxygen to the tissue, um, it's always an enhancement, a health enhancement. Infrared frequency, infrared heat treatment um, does that naturally. Whether it be a sauna, a heating pad, whatever the application, these are all great, great ways to heal naturally. Okay, so I have so many questions for you. Um, I'm trying to kind of How write them down. Time? I, oh, uh, we got about 25 minutes here. Oh, great. Okay. Um, so, okay. I guess where I go, I'll go next is, um, you said that Dr. Oz said that, um, infrared, did you say that he said infrared sa- saunas or? Well, he said they're the most, na- they're the best natural, um, detox device you can buy the infrared sauna. Okay. Why did he say that? Well, because he was focusing on the infrared spectrum and he was saying that these energies of all the infrared spectrum uh, energies from the sun. So you've got UV light, you've got gamma rays, x-rays, and we all know x-rays are used very actively in medicine. So as a diagnostic, but we also know they're a little overexposed to x-rays harmful. Mm -hmm. So if you look at all the different frequencies that are generated from the sun, the infrared spectrum is the one that's the most beneficial for uh, for healing. For the Interesting, body. but Natural out of body. like whatever vitamin C, out of jeez, uh, I don't know uh, a treadmill, out of you know, out of anything he could have picked, he 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 thought infrared was the oh he loved was, the sauna, it was great. That's really great. that's really fascinating. And I think that he yeah. was very instrumental, particularly on that show, um, to bringing a lot of the viewership raise the consciousness in the country yeah. as to uh, the benefits of infrared. Um, yeah. Again, this was early on. I'm curious about the the wavelengths and the frequencies. I think most of us in, geez, I think, I don't know, was it middle school or whatever? We learned that there's certain frequencies that we can, as humans, can see, right? And most of us don't remember the exact hertz or whatever that the frequencies are but blue is a certain hertz and and red is a certain hertz and stuff right and that's the visual field yeah the rainbow yeah right the rainbow right okay so and that's so what we see what our eyes can actually the pigments of our eyes can pick up certain wavelengths only certain wavelengths 
but generally in in nature mm -hmm. there are these wavelengths that are vibrating all around us that do different things like the uv spectrum of wavelengths are being coined as the nutritional or the nu the nu um they're the uh wavelengths that actually um add nutrition and are the um forget the word that I use all the time now. Yeah. But, uh, You're yeah, talking about like the fact that it like stimulates vitamin D synthesis and things well, like that's that one or thing that it is it does where the infrared spectrum is for healing. The UV spectrum is basically the part of the uh, spectrum of light that actually supports uh, growth and supports physiological change in the body. Hmm. So in nature you see a sort of a cocktail of all these frequencies available. Right. And the plants, animal kingdom, they're all out roaming. In fact, um, many people these days, they like to buy, um, they're eating like cows or meat. They like to buy grass-fed animals mm -hmm. simply because the, the grass is retaining a lot of the energies that are coming from the sun, um, and they're communicating that into plant energy that sure. the animals are then digesting. And, and the animals are in the sun. Correct. And so, they're touching the earth. I never thought about that till just now, but I, uh, you know, all the factory farming and stuff, I suppose, gosh, are they even touching the earth or are they, uh, are some of those, uh, poor animals, you know, they're in buildings. I know they have roofs over their heads. I wonder if the ground is actually ground or is it, uh, some kind of, anyways, <laughs> who knows? I guess I won't, stuff is going, may, right? maybe I shouldn't speculate about stuff I don't know, but it's, it's, it's interesting stuff there. Okay, so I guess my question about the IR, there the infrared, in other words, is um, we have these vi the visual uh, frequencies that we can see. We have infrared, we have X-ray, we have radio waves. We all know in this day and age, we all know that there's waves going around in the air that we can't see, and that's how Wi-Fi works, and cellular phones, and microwaves, and all these things, right? Right. So we know that they. We, we mostly commonly accept that those things exist, even though that we can't see them. Correct. Um, so, but I'm curious about, it's still called light. Is that correct? I mean, I'm asking kind of like a physics-based question. Is it is well, it still called light, even though you can't see it? It's really more described in science as and in physics as photon energy, which photon means light. But these are all wavelengths of different frequencies. And just like a radio station that you can dial 105 and 107 there these frequencies are defined in science um and they have different cutoff levels so the uv has a certain spectrum level and then after that is the rainbow or natural light that we all see or our eyes can see so the uv spectrum is invisible to the eye as well as the ir spectrum is invisible but the takeaway from this is to understand that in infrared, there are three segments of infrared, the mm -hmm. near frequencies, the middle frequencies, and the far frequencies. The big buzz out there, the deeper reaching wavelengths of the f infrared spectrum are the, are the far frequencies. But um, us as a company, me as a researcher, I've come to realize that all of the three frequencies are really important sure. to be present in order for um, you to get the full healing effect that you can get. So the near frequencies are the ones that are basically skin-related issues, like uh, infrared near frequency will help the natural production of collagen. Mm. So that gives you a more youthful look. Sure. Gets rid of wrinkles. Um, yep. It can help 
mend scar tissue, for instance. So the skin and maybe three centimeters deep. Um, so those near frequencies are often used by cosmetologists and anestheticians to try to um, augment a more youthful look. Um, it also uh, promotes, as you mentioned earlier, when you said that redness to the skin, it's promoting that microcirculation of the of the uh, capillaries that are in the subcutaneous levels of skin, just underneath the surface of your skin. Mm -hmm. Very, very important um, for the body. So again, it feeds all the way down into the middle, which goes a little bit deeper, maybe 10 centimeters, and then the far frequencies that go um, as much as two to three inches into the body. So all of these frequencies are important in order to get the full healing effect um, of infrared. Well, that's how nature packaged it, so yeah. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. You know, so, uh, uh, okay, I wanted to add something else. Yeah, go ahead. This is just Please a do. sidebar, and we didn't get a chance to talk about this uh, earlier, but um, using uh, infrared heat technology, infrared frequencies, you can actually shift the body's pH um, towards being more alkaline. And wow. a lot of the newer research on um, pH mm -hmm. suggests that the more alkaline we can get, most of us are acidic mm -hmm. by either the food sources that we take and the way that we process things. Yeah, and just for right? people that are listening, uh, an acidic environment promotes almost everything that you don't want. It, it promotes cancer. It promotes uh, – it's an environment that's more likely to breed parasites, um, bacteria, uh, viruses – uh, different sorts of yeasts. Um, I mean, almost everything that, that happens that we don't want in the body happens in an acidic environment. So you're saying IR has a role with that. Yeah, it, it helps us naturally. And I'll, how it does that is, well, first off, most environmental toxins that are acidic bond with your fat, 70% approximately. What the IR frequency does is it actually breaks the covalent bond between the acidic toxin and the fat molecule. So what happens is when the body gets immersed or is enveloped bathing in this frequency, whether it be outside or in a product that brings that frequency to the body, it's actually the frequencies themselves will break that bond. The acid toxin comes splits off and goes into your bloodstream to either be sweated out or there's a few different ways to get the poison out of the body but sweating is one of the best using recruiting your skin to and your pores to get rid of through sweating to get the poison largest out. detox organ yeah. it's considered like the second kidney they they say you know so so um so when the frequencies break that bond now the acidic toxin cascades away the fat molecule actually shrinks. So if you're looking for a thinning effect, oftentimes people get that from infrared sauna. Um, of course, water weight that you lose, you'll gain back when you drink again, but you do get a thinning effect because that fat molecule will shrink a little bit. Now the, the um, acid toxin cascades into your bloodstream. You sweat it out in theory or some organs like kidney, liver, large intestine and so forth are designed to pull the poison out and get it out of the body. So now we're taking the acid side of the equation out and that drives the body naturally to be more alkaline. So just in the process of your normal detox, which might be at first to just take poison out, a positive side effect 
it's always kind of funny saying that because you think side effects are a negative. Right. But a positive effect mm -hmm. will be that you're actually driving the body towards a better alkaline state or a higher pH. Nice. We, we, in your experience, and I, I, I guess I'll, I'll preface this by saying, in my clinical experience, I, uh, I employ different methods of detoxification or, in other words, a, like helping to kind of stimulate the detox pathways in the body. Um, of course, we're always all detoxing. If we weren't detoxing, we'd be dead. Um, so, but, but detoxing just means, um, stimulating ways to help us get rid of more toxins. Um, but some people are sort of good at certain, certain methods of detox and not good at others. For example, uh, Sometimes there, there's different phases of detox, right? And, and some people are good at phase one and some people are good at really, really efficient at phase two. But, but if you're efficient at phase one and you're inefficient at phase two, we label that a pathologic detoxifier because they'll, they'll, uh, get these, um, inflammatory or reactive intermediates of these chemicals. And then in, and then it'll, you'll get a bottleneck so to speak, at phase two. And um, so I'm curious, in your experience, is would you say that um, the use of infrared technology, is that very safe at, at any level for anyone? Or are there certain um, sort of like recommendations or things that people need to look for or something like that if they're trying to use a product like something that you use or something that uh something that someone that they got somewhere else if they're at home well let me start off by saying that um fda has gotten involved in infrared controlling or managing infrared frequency because they feel that it has a um it affects your physiology to a degree that if you're not careful about the way that you employ um, infrared technology that you can have a side effect that might create, um, that might be a little negative. Mm -hmm. Um, all of our devices that we make and that are listed with FDA as class two medical devices. That means we have to go through all the scrutiny, all the testing, medical safety testing, um, toxicity testing and so forth so that they're safe, not only electrically, but also um, from the materials that we use. All that being said, um, when you use infrared technology, you need to use it. You have to be smart about it. The first thing, that the most important thing that I teach and I recommend is that the, the patient is aware of the importance and how beneficial these, these uh, wavelengths can be, but that they irrigate, that they, have, that they spend a lot of time hydrating um, prior to using uh, infrared technology because we're purposely, we know it's going to create the vibration, the frequency is going to cause a, um, a detox event. And the question really that remains in all of our minds is how toxic are we? Well, you know, I don't know about you. I wake up in the morning and sometimes I look in the mirror and I shave sometimes. And when I do, I can see what I look like on the outside. <laughs> but I haven't found a mirror that shows me what I look like on the inside yet. And so without knowing how to calibrate exactly how toxic any of us are at any given point, we just like to tiptoe into it. So we look sure. for what we call either 
uh, detox reaction or what we call recovery reactions. And generally, there are just a couple of them to be noted of. And when you, when you, if you get any of these, then you just, it's a very simple remedy. But, um, what, I'm, what we look for is to get to a point where, and or if you feel either a little lightheaded, a uh, little dizzy, a little nauseous, these are all signs that your body is detoxing. So the remedy is simple. You just need to hydrate more because if we are purposely raising the level of toxicity or raising the toxic load on our organs, putting more toxin into the blood, the brain doesn't really love toxic blood. Eventually, it filters up there, and it gets disoriented. Well, that's what lightheadedness, dizziness, nausea is, just a disorientation of the brain that's now being fed a little blood that's got a higher level of toxin in it. So what you do is, if you feel that, you just hydrate more, and within minutes, you're diluting down this new toxic load that we're purposely maintaining through the detox event, and that creates that makes that feeling dissipate. Um, the fourth, which is a little harder for people to recognize, is what we call lethargy or tiredness. Um, the first phases of detox, what you refer to, mm -hmm. you might feel a little tired, but then after you, your body processes and get rid, gets rid of the easy available poisons and toxins, then the same event, that same sauna you take or the same healing pad you use to help your body detox tox, or the same organ cleansing you do, now you're going to feel more energized. So what changed? You just, your body's level of toxicity has come down. Yeah. And um, infrared frequency is one of the only natural ways to actually get into where the heavy metals are stored, which are the harder ones to get to, um, like the mercuries, the leads. Uh, so cadmium, these are all metals that are common in foods, in water supplies, in, um, in our daily lives. That once our body um, reserves them or, or we get them, uh, sometimes it's not that easy for us to get rid of them. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask, I'm going to ask the, essentially what I tried to ask, I'm going to say it in a slightly different way to see if I, what answer I get from you. Um, I would promote the idea of detoxing um in a from a biochemical standpoint as 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 well like so um taking certain supplements eating certain ways you know things like that um i would promote that at the same time as as employing ir or infrared uh, modalities. Okay. And, um, I'm curious if you feel that that's prudent or if you feel like, um, it doesn't matter either way. IR is good for you. Well, I defer to IR being good for you either way, mm -hmm. but certainly if you want to turn up the volume and enhance the detox event, mm -hmm. you can find a great combination of using, supplements, natural um, uh, elements that are found in nature that will cause your cell to purge a poison. Mm -hmm. um, in order for a cell to regulate properly, get the nutrients in and get the toxins out, when it gets overloaded and gets toxic on a cellular level, it can't regulate properly. That's what allows pathogens to come in, lowers your immune system and, and disease uh, is, is knocking at your door. 
when no matter what that is that's going on on that column of the equation, yeah. if you can focus on methods every day to help your body detox either through your diet or through supplements like you're suggesting and a little IR, can't hurt because then no matter what's going on on one column with the poisons, the environment, um, any of your genetic dispositions and proclivities, mm -hmm. you're going to have, you're going to create that balance that at the end of the day, you'll have a better life, a healthier life, a longer life, um, be more productive to your community and your family, um, and just have a big smile on your face, you know? <laughs> okay. So, awesome. Isn't awesome. that the goal? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Robbie, I can't believe we're like already right up against the clock. I, I, uh, um, I have to catch a flight here. I'm, I'm flying out to, to Colorado here and, and I need to leave here in about five minutes. So I, I did want to hit really quick the infrared and you mentioned the FDA and I'm, I'm putting you on the spot. So if you don't know it, it's okay. But do you know what is approved by the FDA? What, like what claims are, what health claims can be made by the FDA? Uh, well, the CFR, which is the regulatory um, language, allows us to talk about freely about um, pain relief, improved circulation. Uh, those are the two big... Those are the, Okay, so pain relief ones. and improved circulation, yeah. which just by, that, just by itself, that's a big deal. But you were telling me before, before we started the podcast, you were telling me about a body of information that uh, is... Uh, and research scientists that are interested in IR and they're doing research and it maybe hasn't percolated all the way to the FDA in terms of approved, you know, sanctioned that it's that you can like make these claims kinds of things. I want to make it clear that we're not making claims. I'm not and you're not making claims here. But I'm curious, can you can you talk to the listeners just, you know, in a minute or two about like some of the cool research that's going on out there? One of the ones that I really like, Chris, um, has to do with your natural immune system, your re immune response, that's a big thing these days because people are concerned about disease and all around and even the simple as the common cold, how do we support that? Well, when the brain senses an invader of some kind, it turns off its little thermostat, that's called a fever. That fever is just raising your core temperature and most science will agree that above 102 degrees Fahrenheit, when your core, when your fever gets above 102, most bacteria, most viruses, airborne viruses, cannot live. Some of the latest um, reports on cancer suggest that above 105 degrees Fahrenheit core temperature, most cancers can't live. Well, that's a funny one because your brain cells start to break down above 105. So how do I raise my core body temperature up and, and help fight off disease? Well, infrared wavelengths, infrared frequency because it's warming you up on the inside, it's creating that biothermal, is creating what we call a false fever. And so without the brain actually turning off that thermostat, we can raise your core and help you build your natural immune system by fighting off just in a session, in a sauna session, or using healing pads or whatever device, mm -hmm. or just getting enough sunlight naturally. Yeah can raise that core enough for your body to help support your immune system. That means if you're used to getting, if you ever get a cold and it's used to, well, I don't know about you, but if when I get sick, if I get sick, when I get sick, usually it lasts for a couple of days, a couple of three days. Some people, yeah. I had a worker here that worked for me. If someone sneezed on the other side of town, she would get sick and she'd be out <laughs> yeah. for a week. Okay. Right. 
So what we noticed was when she started using infrared sauna, for instance, and she used it every day, she lost a, a ton of weight, which was an amazing thing without trying. But she wasn't getting sick anymore because if you were about to get a cold, it may not even emerge because your core temperature is up and it's fighting off that that uh, invasion mm -hmm. before it gets to a point where it's actually symptomatic. Mm -hmm. If you were used to having getting sick and it lasting a week, it may only last a day or two. You may never get it at all. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's a dramatic change in your general health profile. Yeah. When you can be symptom-free, work more or not work as much and just enjoy your family and just be healthier all around. So the immune system side of the natural healing by just creating that false fever alone is something that's very, very beneficial, I think, for people to know. So awesome, Robbie. Everybody that's listening to this knows I'm a huge proponent of exercise. Everybody has a different level of fitness. Some people can exercise to one intensity and some can exercise to another intensity. And exercise is so good for so many things. One of them is it does promote detox actually within the body and it raises core temperatures and things like that. One thing that's great for people that feel like well, let's just say they choose not to exercise or they're so, say, chronically ill that they that they can't exercise. Infrared, it's just like one more use that I think is really cool. Infrared, like they can, uh, I'm not going to say it's a replacement for exercise. Certainly, I think everyone should if they can. But you can get some of the benefits of exercise just through an infrared sauna. So well, we're working with cardiologists. They do open heart surgeries. They do implants and valve replacements and so forth. And these patient, patients are very careful about not putting too much cardiac stress. Sure. So they're big advocates for infrared frequency because we can dilate vessels, create a, the heart having a essentially like a treadmill, but not being on the treadmill, mm -hmm. but it has a little bit more... Um, heart muscle exertion, mm. improving circulation through dilation, and um, they're improving their health, their healing. And um, like I mentioned, you know, most bacteria and viruses can't live above that 102 level. So if you're using the infrared frequency, you can actually um, lower the infection rate that a, a wound might have um, by just using the infrared right around the wound area. Wow. Because then you're killing all that bacteria that might be in by elevating the temperature. It's so, so cool. It's so cool, amazing Robbie. Amazing applications. I, I, I really, I really appreciate your time and your expertise. This is really, it's been a lot of fun for me. Check out the show notes and I'll include some information on how you can find out more about these types of healing modalities. Is there anything that you want to leave my listeners with? Well, I'm just happy to be here. Thank you for coming and sharing your time with us and anything more that we can do to support you know, your effort and what you're uh, just spreading the word out. Yeah, we're both in the same game in that is just trying to get get the good word out, so to speak, about how to be more healthy. So thank you so much. Visit drchrisfrickman.com for more cutting edge content, including nutrition and detoxification advice, unique fitness videos, and more. 